Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to your name. Hallelujah to your name, blessed Father. Hallelujah to your name, King of kings and Lord of lords. We bow before you, blessed Father. We adore your name, eternal Holy Spirit. We pray that your presence shall overwhelm this meeting. We pray that your power shall be sovereign in this place. We pray, blessed Father, that your children shall be armed with the armor of light. That all in all, your name alone shall be glorified, Father. We vow to give you all the glory, blessed Father. For in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'll read Romans 7. I'll start from 22. I will end at 25. Romans 7. If you have your Bible, open with me to Romans 7. We start in verse 22. For I delight in the law of God after the inward man. But I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind. And bringing me into captivity to the law of sin which is in my members. O wretched man that I am, which shall deliver me from the body of this death. I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then, with the mind I might serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. Praise God. We'll look at the topic, Programming Your Mind for Victories. Programming Your Mind for Victory or for Breakthroughs. Programming Your Mind for Breakthroughs. Paul here says that I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord so then with the mind I myself serve the Lord of God. With the mind I myself serve the Lord of God. With the mind I serve the Lord of God. That's what Paul says. With the spirit Mary said, I rejoice that my soul, with my mind, doth glorify God or magnify God. And my spirit rejoices in the Lord my God. My mind praises Him, magnify Him. But my spirit rejoices in Him in communion, rejoices in Him in fellowship. With the spirit, I fellowship. With God. I commune with God. The mind serves the Lord. The mind is so powerful. It's so potent. It's a potent tool. And Satan loves to infiltrate the mind. And that's what the Bible says in Second Corinthians 4, 4 that, that the God of this world has blinded the minds of them that are completely alienated to the word of God. When one is an unbeliever and totally completely removed from the things of God, the Bible says that the gods of this world have blinded his mind. The spirit is dead already, and then the mind is blinded. So it's difficult for such a one to know God. But the Bible says that the moment you are born again, the moment your spirit man is quickened, it means you are born again. The Bible says that the mind goes through a process of renewal. And so Paul says in Romans 12 and verse 2 that be not conformed to this world, but be you renewed, be you transformed, be you changed, transmogrified, be you changed by the renewing of your mind. And God says that is the thing that pleases the Lord. So the mind goes through a phase of progressive renewal. And that's why the mind is so powerful. That's why the mind is so important. And this morning, our brothers, our pastors, they were talking about fear. The moment you give room for all these things, they begin to haunt you. Because your spirit is saved. Your spirit is saved. It's quickened. Quickened means it's enlightened. So you receive from God. 
But the mind has to be trained. The mind has to be programmed. The mind has to go through a phase of tutelage before God and before His Word. And before righteousness also. So the mind is so important. And that's why we're looking at programming your mind for victory. Especially now. More than ever, now. When everything seems to be in tumult and the whole world is going in complete anarchy. And you can hear, see here, lives are being lost. And you see here, you see devastation and you see there. And you see flood and you see there. And you see radiation all over the place. And people's hearts fail. The mind has to be programmed. The mind of the child of God has to be programmed for conquest. So your mind must go through that phase of programming. In Romans 12 and 13, the Bible says, Paul says, If ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. That's spiritual death. But if ye through the spirit, do mortify. It says, mortify, which means starve to death. Which means keep under. Paul will say keep under. To mortify. It means to deaden. To make lifeless. To make without effect. To so subdue your mind, to subdue your flesh to the degree that it doesn't have power over you. That's why Paul said, I keep under my body and bring it into subjection, lest that by any means when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. So if he keeps under his body, what happens? The mind can receive from a spirit that is, attuned, that is attuned or in alignment with the spirit of God. The mind is very important. The mind of man is very important. And so he says, Romans 7.25 says, I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord, so that with the mind I, I myself serve the law of God. Praise the Lord. Sometimes, and all the time, except the flesh is subdued, except the body is kept under, the mind cannot do anything. The mind receives fear. The mind receives all kinds of things. And every now and then, the mind is subjected to all kinds of bombardment from the world, all kinds of bombardment from TV. As you watch the TV, your mind goes through bombardment, good or bad. As you read the books, you read the magazines. It depends on what kind of magazines you're reading. It depends on what kind of books you're reading. Your mind goes through some programming, whether you like it or not. As you listen to a friend of yours or yet another person, your mind goes through a phase of programming, gradually, unknown to you. And that's what the mind does. It's a gradual, progressive phase of tutelage. And then it goes through these phases of continuous programming. That's why the Bible says, let your mind be renewed, a renewal, a renewal in the Word of God, in the things of God. Because the mind is so powerful. So if you think you are defeated, you shall be defeated. That's the mind. The mind is at work always. So the moment you start thinking you are defeated, you receive it. But Jesus says, what you believe, you receive. Praise the Lord. What you believe, you receive. What you look at, you completely and gradually change onto that. That's what the Bible says. And that's why it's important that we take seriously what our mind it's attuned to. It's very important. There are times because you hear there is all kinds of tumults and anarchy all over the place. And you're asking, my God, are you sure God will retain my job? I'm afraid. No, that's not God. That's a seducing spirit. That's the enemy trying to program your mind for failure. It's so subtle. It's so subtle. The enemy programs your mind every single day. What you hear, what you see, the eye gate, the ear gate. The enemy use, you will use that to want to program your mind for failure. Wonderful. God uses that to program your mind for victory. I say God uses that to program your mind for victory. And our God is the God of the universe. And He never fails. Only we have to just listen and obey. 
We just have to listen and obey. There are those who are sick, and because they are sick, they cannot even pray any longer. And they tell things, you think I'm going to be alive? No, that's not the word of God. The Bible says you shall not die, believe, and declare the works of the Lord. That's what the Bible says. That's what David says. That you shall not die, believe, and declare the works of God. That's what the Bible says. The mind has to be programmed. Sometimes I hear people, even in my country, Nigeria, with the way things are happening in Nigeria, we will all die. Who are you? Who and you will die? Who and you? You are, you are digging your grave for yourself. Who and you will die? Will you take things happening? I don't understand. I don't think anybody can do anything good. The person is, off, is finished. That is Satan talking to that person. See, the Bible says concerning me. And the God of the universe... Who knows my country, Nigeria? And who has a foreknowledge and predetermined counsel? So he knows all there is to know. That out of the, about 200 nations in the entire world, he knew and he placed me in that place. And he said that whatever the soles of your feet shall tread on, you will take over. And he knows also that he is the almighty God. And by his divine design, he has placed me there. And he knew there would be problem. And he knew there would be corruption. And the same God said, be there, occupy till I come. That God is your God. I said, that God is your God. And he never fails. And I can tell you he never fails. He is never known to have failed a battle. And he will never fail a battle. The Bible says that our God is not a man that he should repent. Neither the son of man that he should fail. Has he spoken? Shall he not make it good? Has he promised? Shall he not bring it to pass? If he has promised, he will bring it to pass. Heaven and earth shall pass away. But not a title, not a jot of his word shall pass away without being fulfilled. That's his word. And that's his word for you. It doesn't matter where you're coming from. And God has divinely placed you there. And because he has placed you there, you will conquer. Conquer you will in the name of Jesus. It doesn't, happen. It doesn't matter what is happening around the scene, around the place. But when your feet are stuck to the ground and you know whom you serve and he tells you everything about you. Do you know what Romans 5 and 20 says? It says, where sin abounded, grace much more abound. In other words, no matter the depth and the depravity of sin, no matter the violence, no matter the chaos, our God is able to bring out glory unto himself. He's able to bring out glory unto himself. It doesn't matter where you're coming from. The God of Israel that never fails he is your God. I say he is your God. So you don't have to be afraid. For such a time as this, you have placed us here. Why? So that whatever the souls of our feet shall tread upon, he says, I have given it to you. That's what he says. And that is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Who created every single country? Who created every single human being? Who created every single king? Who created princes? Who all have, he has all the spirits under him. The Bible says he's a father of spirits. And he subdues all things unto himself. Praise the Lord. And he tells us that I'll go before you and I'll make the crooked places straight. I will break in pieces to get some brass and cut in the sun at the bars of iron. He is our God. And he never fails. Believe his word. The Bible says, Jesus says, if you believe, you will receive. Just believe. It costs you nothing to believe your God. Just nothing. Only believe. Only believe. And I can tell you, when you begin to talk like him, when you begin to think like him, when you begin to walk like him, whatever it is that is negative, he will begin to cancel it in the name of Jesus. He will begin to cancel it in the name of Jesus. I look at a woman in the Bible called Rechab. Rechab was a harlot of Canaan. Not in the family tree of Jesus 
or of the Hebrew. No. But because our God is a God of power, He can pick up a halo. It doesn't matter where you're coming from. It doesn't matter the wretchedness. It does not matter the filthiness. He is God. And that's why He is God. He picked up Rahab and cleansed her from being a harlot, and then he puts her in the ancestry, the family tree of Jesus Christ, so that that one that was called a harlot became grandmother of Jesus Christ, great-great-grandmother of Jesus Christ. Is he not God? What is it he cannot do? He can use you to confound thousands and millions, and God can do it. In the name of Jesus! Our God can do it. And our God is always ready to do it. Oh, we bless God. Every single hour, like I said, every single hour, our minds are being programmed. That's why Jesus Christ said one thing. He said, take heed what ye hear, and take heed how ye hear. What you hear, Jesus says, be very careful of what you hear. And be very careful how you hear, how it is interpreted, or how you interpret it. Because you can interpret it to your own damnation. You can hear that which you don't need to hear. And so you don't have to give yourself to that which you don't have to hear. And you say, no, this, is, this news is not for me. They ask you, I heard this, no, no, it's not for me. Somebody comes to you, I dreamt about you. This is, no, that is not for me. Hallelujah. You program your mind for victory. The mind has to be programmed. A friend of mine who worked with me about five, five six years ago, very strong, you know, gentleman. He was very strong. There is this two hourly medical, you know, checks we usually go for where we work. And so he he was called for the medical check. So he was there. Unknown to us that the nurse had used her devices to look at him and she told him, wow, I'm surprised that you are still alive. Your blood pressure, what I see here, please go to the bed. Go there, let the doctor come and look at it. Quickly, he went and he was on the bed. Somehow we tried calling his number. We didn't know where he was. We called his number. And while we were calling his number, he did not pick. So somebody said he went to the hospital. So we were there, went to the hospital. We went there and he was on the bus. What happened? He was somebody that was talking to us and we were all happy. And what happened? He, we went in there. The nurse said, okay, we should just go. We shouldn't talk to him. Well, he was already shivering and all that. We didn't know what happened. So suddenly the doctor came in. And then looked at him, and they said, what is the problem? She told the doctor. He said, okay, what instrument did you use? He said, okay, it's the other, this other one. No, 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 that instrument is faulty. Use this other one. She used the right instrument, and it was okay. He jumped up again and said, wow. <laughs> now, you can see how they program people. You can see how people can be programmed. He, he thought he was already dying. Praise the Lord. So every single hour, your mind is this program, is being programmed. And that's what Jesus Christ Take heed what ye hear and how you hear. Negative thoughts are very powerful. And the moment you give room to negative thoughts, you see, the mind is always working. The mind is well and alive. It will bring in, begin to shun out what you want for you. And because you have allowed it, it will give place to it. Let's look at Philippians 4.8. Philippians 4.8. Philippians 4.8. The Bible says it finally. I love the word finally. It said finally brethren. And each time you hear finally. It means this is a summary of everything. It means don't forget. If you will forget every other thing. Please don't forget this. Say brethren. Then he puts a comma. Whatsoever things are true. Whatsoever things are honest. Whatsoever things are just. Whatsoever things are pure. Whatsoever things are lovely. Whatsoever things are of good report. If there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things. 
think on this thing. And I love the way Amplified put it. The end of Amplified. Can you bring the Amplified version? The Amplified version says, fix your mind. He said, fix, if there be any virtue and excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think on and weigh and take account of these things. Fix your minds on them. I love the word fix. It means, let your mind stand at attention and only be focused on those things that will give, that are virtuous, on those things that are praiseworthy, on those things that will glorify the name of the Lord. Praise the Lord. Say, think on these things. Think on these things. So if I have a cup of glass, then the mind is just like a cup of glass. A glass. Clean glass. Clean glass. And if I have clean glass, the mind is like clean glass. Except you put something in it. And then it becomes that which you have put in it. If you put good, it becomes good. If you put bad, it becomes bad. And so that is how the mind is. And so I have a little experiment here. Just like my brother did the last time. I'll I just show you something now. You see, this is clean water. Clean. Very clean. And so, if I open it, Praise the Lord. You see that it's clean. The glass is clean and the water is clean. And what I see there is pure. Jesus says, to the pure, all things are pure. Praise the Lord. Then another is, the Bible says, to the fraud, all things are fraud. But now this is pure, which means I can drink it. Praise the Lord. Indeed, I was also thirsty. <laughs> now I show you. This is dirty water. And this is clean glass. You see, when something is dirty, there is anger, there is violence in it. If I shake it, can you see how it's foaming? Just shake it because it comes from all, all walks of life. Every area, every place. You pick it and then, you see, you can see it is fuming, it is frothing. It is bubbling over. So a mind that is dirty will always have anger, will always have resentment, will always have anxiety. And then, if you put in the mind, put it in the mind, wow, the clean mind is now dirty, filthy. God cannot be here. God cannot be here. And that is what the Bible is saying, that your mind is like this one. So Jesus says, no, to the pure all things are pure. To the fraud is like this. And God is not a God of filth. So he won't be there. If you have this, it means that your mind has been completely seared up. The Bible uses the word seared, which means it has been completely made of no sensitivity. It does not, it's not sensitive to anything. It's dead. It's dead. That's what the Bible is saying. And that is very important. So, how people a thousand times over keep programming their mind gradually. Programming their mind gradually for defeat, for disease, for failure, for destruction, for anarchy, for all kinds of things. And sometimes you are not even aware. You are not even aware. And somebody is sick, and then he says, wow, I'm almost dead. These people pray for me. I don't know what is happening. Pray for me. The person is already gone. We have to pray for the person. You have to build faith in the, in the heart of that person. People go around saying things, you know, slowly and in every single way to give themselves defeat. The mind is working perfectly. It's working perfectly. What he's doing is, it just helps you receive good thing and helps you receive bad thing. Praise the Lord. And that's why it's important. God is a God of perfect will. He's also a God of permissive will. 
So if you bring to him the mind that is dirty and filthy and says, I am a failure and says, I cannot make it and says, I am sick and says, everybody has prayed for this mind case. I don't think it's going to be okay. When you say that, you are digging your grave already. You are digging your grave already. And that is the problem. You have programmed ourselves for defeat. The way you see yourself is the way God sees you. Praise the Lord. The way you see yourself is the way God will see you. If you say, I am a victor, God says, that's good. That's my word. That you are more than conquerors. You become a victor. If you say, I am, I am an ant, a grasshopper, just like the ten, the ten uh, spies that went to spy out the land of, of Canaan, they came back and they said, we are just like grasshoppers before the people in their eyes. The people did not even tell them. They said they were like grasshoppers before those people. And God would say, good, you have spoken, I have heard, and so will you be. Grasshoppers, will you be? But the good thing is, if the mind works in the negative, it also works in the positive. Praise the Lord. It works in the positive direction also. So God constantly entreats us to accept his word. To ensure that our minds are continually renewed by his word. By the promises he has given us. Everything that God has given to us. Then you can say, I am more than a conqueror. Then you can say, I am well able. Then you can say, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. You can say all things in the Bible because God has given you that. Praise the Lord. So if you have sickness, you don't go about saying, wow, I'm finished. No, 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 no. I am getting better every single day. The pains are there. Excruciating pains. You get up and you say, I am getting better every single day. Then Satan tells you, but you are dying now. You tell him, Satan, you are a liar. I overcome you in the blood of Jesus Christ. What are you doing? You are obeying the word of God. The same God that speaks those things which be not as though they were. Those things that are non-existent, you will speak it into existence. And so he says, my son, you are like me. You are my offspring. You came out of me. I created you. You have the Holy Spirit in you. Speak my word. And so you say the same thing. And he says, let the weak say, I am what? I didn't hear you. Let the weak say, I am what? Let the poor say, I am what? When you begin to do that, what are you doing? You are programming your mind for victory. The mind will say, wow, I think it's in alignment with the word of God. I think he knows the scripture. We have to make a reverse turn and go and get what God says concerning him. And then you begin to see that the message of God begins to encompass you. It comes alive in your life. Why? Because you are in complete alignment with the word of God. No matter what you are going through, no matter what you are going through, you have to do that. You must do that. I love what Paul did somewhere in the book of I love to open it. Praise the Lord. Paul did, Paul did a wonderful thing I love. 2 Corinthians 4, 8. 2 Corinthians 4, 8. I'll quickly read it. Just quickly open to that. 2 Corinthians 4, 8. Are we there? If you are there, say praise the Lord. Hallelujah. If you're there, say, praise the Lord. Okay, the chorus is increasing now. I think you're there now. Now Paul says, we are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. I love that. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Always bearing about in the body the time of the Lord Jesus Christ. That the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. That no matter what is happening, we come alive strong. Praise the Lord. 
No matter what it is, Paul says, no, we still stand strong. That is your confession. That must be your confession. That is the training for your mind. And that must be the training for your mind. Praise the Lord. And you have to confess it. And I hate confessing it. Hearing somebody who confesses in negative. I like to send out divine instructions to my mind. Send out divine instructions every single time. And as you begin to do that, no matter what you're going through, you believe the word of God. Not what people tell you. Not what you hear, you know, on the TV. No, not what you hear on the airwaves. It is what the Bible says you are. It is who God says you are. So I'm going to believe what God says about me. And Deuteronomy 23, our brother was reading it yesterday. Deuteronomy 23. I love Deuteronomy 23. Deuteronomy 23. It says, I start from O Israel. O Israel, ye approach this day unto battle against your enemies. Let not your heart faint. Number one, let not your heart faint. Number two, fear not. The same. Number three, do not tremble. The same. Number four, neither be ye terrified because of them. For the Lord, you are God, he is he that goeth with you to fight for you against your enemies to save you. Praise the Lord. And I love that four times God bombarded their hearts. Fear not. Don't tremble. Don't be dismayed. I am with you to deliver you. What a glorious thing. Fear, you tell fear to get out in the name of Jesus Christ. If you are afraid, you tell it in the name of Jesus. I command you now to leave. And it will leave. Because it knows that you are a child of God. So what does God say concerning you? I am the Lord that he left the Exodus 15, 26. What does he say concerning you? Isaiah 24, 17. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. What does this say concerning you? Second Timothy 1 7. God has not given thee the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. What does he say concern about you? In Psalm 115 and verse 15. It says, Ye are the blessed of the Lord, which made the heaven and the earth. Praise the Lord. What does he say in Matthew 5 and 13? You are the salt of the earth. In other words, you are the preservers. You preserve. You are the fighter. You know salt fights. Salt fights. Where there is no refrigerator, just rub salt around the meat, on the meat. It will fight every corruption. It will make sure that your meat will not rot, will not putrefy. Will not putrefy. Salt fights. Salt will preserve the taste. Salt is the preserver. So the Bible says you are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. That's what God is saying concerning you, my brethren. God says that you are the light of the world. Where you enter, darkness will flee. That's the meaning. Darkness will dispel. Darkness cannot stay there. Zechariah 2 and 8, he says, For he that touches you, Touched the apple of his eyes. Glorious promises. First Peter 2 and 9, he says, Ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. That's what God says concerning you. That's what God says concerning you. Drink it in. Drink it in. Isaiah 62 and verse 4, he says, You shall be called Hetzibah. And your land, Beulah, for the Lord delights in you. Praise the Lord. The Lord delights in you, so your name is called Hezibah. Your land is called Beulah. Believe the word of God. Jeremiah 51, 20, 24, it says, Thou art my battle axe and my weapons of war. I love that. In Nigeria, my car, you will see God's battle axe. I put it there. Very bold. God's battle axe. And God says, you are his battle axe and weapons of war. In other words, 
He will use you to demolish nations. He will use you to demolish principalities and powers and every wicked spirit. That's what God says. That's what God says. You know how David put it? David says, he teaches my hand to war. That a bow of steel is broken by my arms. I love it. That's what David says. You have to be saying this. You have to be confessing this. Day and night, confess it. Meditate upon it. Meditate upon it. So you have to program this to your spirit man. Program this into your mind. Oh, I love that. This is the kingdom's principle. That's the principle of the kingdom. When fear comes, when medical report, the doctor's report is not telling any good story, when the bank account goes red and everything seems to be collapsing around you, then you can stick your leg to the ground and chest out and say, I am a child of God. No weapon that is formed against me shall prosper. I am the blessed of the Most High God. I am favored of God. And God says, nothing is there. But you are speaking the word of God. And because you are doing that, because you are doing that, the God who is the God of battle, the God who owns the castles upon the thousands of hills, the God to whom belongs the, the silver and the gold, because he is your God, he will make sure from nowhere he opens up the bands for you. Praise the Lord. And God will do it. We bless his name for that. We bless his name for that. Hallelujah. But that was what Abraham did. 20 years before Abraham ever got a child, God looked at Abraham and he told him, I have made you the father of many nations. 20 years before he got a child. I have made you. He said, I have made you. I have made you present perfect. Action completed. I have made you. Abraham would have, looked, would have looked at God and said, God, he said, you have made me. I don't even have a child. He said, you have made me. I don't have a child. And he said, you have made me. Abraham did not do that in unbelief. Abraham believed in God. And the Bible says he hoped against hope. Everything was falling apart. But Abraham believed God. And the Bible says it was counted to him righteousness. So Abraham believed God. And 20 years after, the promise of God came to pass. Praise the Lord. So he did not question God. Don't question God. Don't, you know, don't try to configure and congesture how God is going to do it. Maybe the medical this says, my body, fallopian tube somewhere, it doesn't, it's not complete. Oh gosh, that's not God. That's not God. That's a mortal man. God, the immortal God. God, the God of the universe. God, the creative God. He is the God that makes alive even when cells are dead. And when that God tells you, you just receive it. Just receive it. So Abraham chose to believe God. He said, if, I'm a, if you say I'm a father, then I believe it. Then it is settled. Praise the Lord. I believe it. It is settled. That must be your attitude. That is the training sequence. So you attune your mind. You train your mind. You program it constantly. You program it constantly. So when the, when the lights are out, when everything seems to collapse, you already have faith. You're already there. That is not the time you are afraid any longer. Because God has taken you through something. You are already programmed for victory. Don't do it when it's already there. No, 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 no. Do it before the time. Every single hour, you're programming your thing. The books that are not good, the books that are vile and dirty, you don't read them. You don't. You don't go to places that God hates. No, you don't. Because every single time, you're programming your mind by what you do. You're programming by your mind by what you see. So you don't give yourself to things that are completely alien to the word of God and to the precept and to the righteousness of God. No, you don't. Because you love God. 
And God can say, I know my daughter. I know my son. You will always be, be, be with me. Praise God. So the promises of God, when God says, I have given you, it does not come automatically. No. What happens is, in the spirit realm, God has done it. It's now for you to claim it, receive it. Very simple. God has perfected it. So it tells you, I give you the occupancy. So it gives you the certificate. It's yours. So you go and claim it. You go and receive it. It's for you to go and receive it. There is no devil, there is no demon in hell that can fight against you. The God of the universe, the divine arbiter, he alone that is the sole king of kings and the lord of lords, he presides over every single thing. And when you talk to whoever that is coming against you, that thing will bow because God has given it to you. And you have to understand. So when God said, I have given you, I have done this. Deuteronomy 2 and 22, 2 and 24. He said, he said I have given you Sihon, the king. And the land said, begin to do battle. Begin to fight with him. And, and then you have it. So when God gives you something, you have to reach out and receive it. How do I put it? If a father is about to die, about to see his last days. And then he writes his will. And then he bequeaths land and property and all kinds of things to his children. He said, this particular land I've given to James. This one to Susan. This one to... He gives that. And then it's written. And then the will is put somewhere. The moment that will is signed and the father dies, all the land, although... James has not claimed the land. The land belongs to James. Praise the Lord. The land has been given to James. So the father will say, the father will say, I have given you this. It belongs to James. James could well go claim the land after 10 years, after 20 years, after 30 years, or even never want to claim the land. But that land still belongs to James. And so God says, I have given you this place. It is settled. It is yours. It's for you to launch out and have it. Praise the Lord. It's for you to launch out and have it. For you to be desperate about it. And go claim that land because God has given it to you. And there is no person, there is no, 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 not, not single one that can fight against you and succeed. So you can claim the property at any one time. And so Jeremiah 31 and 3, you know what God says? I have loved thee with an everlasting love. Therefore with loving kindness have I drawn thee. In other words, it's love, not heights, not depths, not principality, not power. Nothing can separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. So I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have loved you. Some people say, oh, God doesn't love me. I don't see anything. No, 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 no. God says, I have loved you. Ephesians 1, 3. I have blessed you with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Are you looking for blessings? God says, all. Can you hear that? God said, I have blessed you with all spiritual blessings. And the spiritual is preeminent over and above the physical. And God says, I have blessed you with all spiritual blessings. Isaiah 43 and 1, he says, why are you afraid? He says, fear not. I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name. You are mine. You see, when he says you are mine, it's just like a young, a small child is with a daddy that is a giant. And as the daddy is moving with a small child, the child says, he looks at another man and says, I'll beat you. I'll beat you. Then he looks at his daddy. He knows that it is not him, but his daddy. Praise the Lord. That's what God is saying. He said, look, I have called you thee by thy name. Thou art mine. Who shall harm you if you be follower of that which is good? That's how Peter puts it. 
In 1 Samuel 2 and 5, the Bible says, The barren had born seven, and she that had many children is wax feeble. Believe it! Prophecy has even gone forth. In the name of Jesus Christ, God will do miracles here in the name of Jesus. I said He will do miracles in the name of Jesus. Revelation 3 and 8, He said, I have set thee, I have set thee before an open, I have set before thee an open door. And no man can shut it. I like that. I have set before thee an open door and no man can shut it. That is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords talking to you. Said so no man can shut it. No man can shut it. That also means no Satan. It means no demon. Praise the Lord. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Oh, in Jeremiah 1, 18 and 19. I think I have to open to Jeremiah 1, 18 and 19 because I love it. Jeremiah 1, 18 and 19. Jeremiah 1, if you're there, I read it. Jeremiah 1, 18 and 19. Jeremiah 1, 18 and 19. It said, For behold, I have made thee this day. I have made. I love the one I have made. Action completed. I have made thee this day a defense city. One human being only. A defense city. That's wonderful. You have all the ammunition and garrison around about you. A defense city. An iron pillar. A bra- and brazen walls. Against the whole land. Against the king of Judah. Against the princes thereof. Against the priests thereof. And against the people of the land. Number 19. And they shall fight against thee. But they shall not prevail against thee. For I am with thee, saith the Lord, to deliver thee. I love that. Whether in the office, whether no matter where you are going, I am with thee to deliver you. Nobody can fight against thee and not fall powerless to the ground. That is the word of God. That is the word of God. And we are going to the high point. We are going to the high point. Said for I am with thee. I love the phrase I am. Just two words. I am. I am is the most powerful words I know. I am. Do you know that the, 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 the name of God is I am? The name of God is I am. His name is I am. I am that I am. Go and tell Pharaoh that I am has sent thee. Ever living. Invincible. All powerful. All knowing God. I am. I am has sent you. And that those two words are so powerful. That in Exodus 20 and verse 7. God said that. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless that taketh his name in vain. In other words, I am should not be used in vain. You're using it for your person, whatever you're using it. The Bible says it should not be used in vain. Jesus Christ stood before his apostles and he asked them, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? He has already told them his name. His name is I Am. His name is I Am. And that name is so powerful also that in John 18, 1 to 6, when the captors of Jesus Christ with Judas Iscariot came to remove him, Jesus asked them, Whom seek ye? Who are you looking for? And he said, Jesus of Nazareth. And Jesus says, I am he. Just three words. I am he. The Bible says when he proclaimed those three words, there was chaos, there was commotion. All of them fell down flat to the ground. He declared his majesty. He declared his divinity. I am he. So when you are using the word I am, it means that 
you have to be very careful because you're programming your mind. Do you know why the Bible says, let the poor say, I am rich? Because I am is there. Do you know what the Bible says? Let the weak say, I am strong, because I am is there. And then you have to declare to yourself, I am a defense city. I am a brazen wall. I am rich. I am prosperous. I am invincible. I am unconquerable. I am the king's child. I am good. I am God's child. I am righteous. I am holy. I want you to begin to look at your neighbor and tell them who you are. Look at your neighbor. Just look around. Look at your neighbor. Begin to tell them who you are. Confess who you are. Confess who you are. I am longevity. I am goodness. I am mercy. I am favor. I am the prince with God and the beloved of the God of Jacob and the delight of the God of Abraham. I am the chosen of the God of Isaac. I am Hezbiba. I am Beulah. I am brilliant. I am co-liberal with God. I am the king's kid and the bloodborne. I am heaven's bound. I am heaven's spell. I am the epistle of Christ. I am anointed and the blessed of the God of Jacob. I am the apple of God's eye. I am a miracle. I am a mystery. I am indestructible. I am lovely. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am God's battle axe. I am God's weapons of war. I am the rod of God. I am the strong one. I am strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. I am the power of God. I am the wisdom of God. I am the light of the world. I am the salt of the earth. I am elevated. I am humble. I am the destiny. I am prophetic. I am prophecy. I am the signs and wonders. I am revelation. I am an apostle. I am a billionaire. May we stand up. Father, your word has gone forth. Every fear is dispelled in the name of Jesus. Father, your word has gone forth. There is healing virtue that is flowing now in the name of Jesus. Father, your word has gone forth. The gates of brass is broken to pieces. Your word has gone forth. And we declare peace be still over the regions in the name of Jesus. Your word has gone forth, blessed Father. And every sick soul is healed even now in the name of Jesus. Oh, wonderful Jesus, we vow to give you all the praise. To hear of your message and of your goodness. So that the pulpit, your people will rejoice and glorify your name. That there is a God in heaven that answers prayer. We give you all the praise, wonderful Jesus. We give you all the glory, blessed Father. What a glorious God we serve. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Are you believing God this afternoon? Are you what God says you are? Well, we're going to round up with the short chorus. I am what God says I am. I am what God says I am. I am a winner and not a loser. I am what God says I am. I am what God says I am. I am what God says I am. I am a winner and not a loser. I am what God says I am. One more time. I am what God says I am. I am what God says I am. I am a winner and not a loser. I am what God says I am. Amen. And so, Father, we thank you because you have declared us victors. We agree with you this afternoon. And we are going to leave it out to the glory of your name. Blessed be your holy name. We thank you for your servant that you have used. Lord, more of your power and anointing bestow upon him. And let your name alone be glorified. In Jesus' name we pray. Let's share the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen.